I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. So last time when you weren't there, the, the clap was so much out of sync. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> yeah, how, how did that editing go? It was it was tough. <laughs> and we had, we had like t- twice in between where we, he had to like close the door and like leave. But I, I think you, you didn't hear that in the end, right? Uh, I didn't hear that. No, yeah. I yeah, I listened to it. It was good. I, I thought that, you guys that did means a good I did job. a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Phew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So my my uh, I've noticed that my I feel like my MacBook is getting slower. Uh oh. <laughs> I feel like this always happens with. Uh, I I don't know. I kind of had this theory that. When Apple puts out some new MacBooks, they're like, all right, deploy the software to slow everyone else's down. <laughs> I, I, I know the feeling. I, I always thought it's like the the operating system updates. And then at some point, you're, like, your, your hardware is just too slow to handle it in a way. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. Because I, yeah. I think like you, know, like you can pop open like a 10-year-old IBM laptop and it still runs the new Ubuntu or whatever yeah without a problem well here's the thing <laughs> here's the thing i am on the i'm still on mojave so i'm like two Ooh. i'm two os's back still so you're not i don't even know updated. why i haven't updated yeah <laughs> there's, there's two newer ones oh. <laughs> so i and i have like i have a good computer though so i have the the mid 2016 15 inch laptop okay um and so, and it's, let's see, it has probably 16 megabytes RAM, uh, yeah. half a terabyte storage. You yeah, know, so stuff not like the that. cheapest version. <laughs> no, not the cheapest version. And, well, so I don't know if it's, oh, there's these new M1 MacBooks out. Everyone's talking about, oh, how fast these M1s are, <laughs> which they do look like they're really fast. And and now I, I think that could also be part of it. You're just like seeing all these people show yeah. like little things about how um, fast their laptops are, and then you're like, wow, my, mine feels slow now. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm not a guy for that game. I, I don't play that game. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah. The, like the laptop I'm using is from I think it's 2009. <laughs> it's a 2009 MacBook wow. with like eight gigs of RAM. And it it works like a charm. I, I love that thing, man. It's it's great, and it's it's not slow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, I'm 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 definitely not I'm not too much into that game. At least, like I, I think I'll be fine. Like it's not like my computer's really slow. It's just I've noticed a little uptick. Um, and the other reason, the other thing it might be is I feel like I've started this habit where I just have more and more things open. Ah, yeah. <laughs> like. I, I pretty much always have 20 tabs open at one time in my browser. And then I probably have like six uh, instances of Visual Studio Code open because uh, I'm like jumping around in different projects and stuff. <laughs> and so I just have all this stuff open and I, I just can't manage to like leave it and like exit out of things and, and, and lose my state. So maybe that's also my problem. I never do that, man. I'm trying to focus on like like <laughs> maybe like five apps at at one time is like the most, and then yeah, I'm also like I can also easily just shut down the computer when I leave the room. Like it doesn't have to, you know, like resume in the same state. I don't care. 
Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 I think I would just forget all the things that I had going on. And... <laughs> no, you, can't, you can't just write them down, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't write down 20 tabs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've tried using this tool called OneTab, mm. where <clears throat> basically what it does is you just click a button in your browser, and then it, it takes all your tabs that you have open and just puts it into this page, just one, one page in OneTab. And so I tried using that for a while and, you know, then I would have like, you know, 20 things in one tab and I'd be like, okay, I don't need these right now, but I, you know, I kind of have them. But then I found, then I would build up another 20 tabs <laughs> <laughs> and then I would have those 20 tabs plus my 20 tabs in one tab. Oh my God. It, it just didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I have this yeah. funny extension or plugin for Chrome install, which shows your age. <laughs> and <laughs> Oh, wow. I, I don't know anybody who does that. And I, I also have the same thing at my day job and at one point my coworker was like Ben I think you're like the only person who enjoys like seeing how old you are man that's that's weird <laughs> but for me it's just like it it keeps the the favorite bar away from the top of your uh, of your browser and it just keeps me focused mm -hmm. I don't know it's it's easier that way I feel <laughs> yeah no, that's pretty cool. I, I want to know how old I am. Like, it, it probably makes you feel older, I would guess, because you're like seeing it all the time. You're like, man, I'm I'm getting old every day. Yeah, kind of, kind of kicking your butt not to waste any time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I should install that. I I think I really need to go through and um, kind of just like optimize my setup, um, optimize my workflows with things and stuff like that. Like, that'd probably be really really good. You know, I bet that just made me think of an idea. Like, I bet there could be, like, a, a really good course that someone could do <laughs> where it's basically just a course of them going through and optimizing their setup and, like, talking through it and telling you how you should optimize yours. And it's, like, just, like, a, a person that, like, has shown that, like, they can, like, work faster and, and more efficiently. And then they're, like, okay, everyone follow, do what I'm doing. And I, I'm sure that would do well. <laughs> I mean, that could be something. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it. You yeah. got that optimized uh, setup. <laughs> yeah, but that would be like, if I did it, it would be pretty boring, man. Like I'm using the same sublime text theme since like, <laughs> you know, like since I started walking, basically. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, first step, um, install the software from 2010. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay uh well do you want to get into updates yeah you want to go first sure um <clears throat> so yeah things are I, I, things are still going pretty well i feel with potion um it's been fun uh my head is still kind of all over the place <laughs> uh so it's still kind of hard <clears throat> for me to really kind of figure out but I'm just kind of everywhere is what I feel. I guess like my tab setup, <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, but yeah, some I, I I got through some good things this last uh, two weeks or so. Um, so, I think I mentioned before I was working on the gallery view, <clears throat> and one of the problems with that was. Um, basically like in a gallery view, you have tons of images, you have tons of pages that are being linked 
And the gallery view kind of shows like a preview of each of those inner pages. Um, and so it's it's just a lot to like, it's it's like lo- uploading a lot at, at once, basically. <clears throat> and so um, I last time I at least had like the view for what that would look like designed and kind of done. Um, but the real thing that was going to make that work was actually generating the static sites. <clears throat> and so that's what a, a lot of what I was working on was generating the static sites. Um, and so like, there's a whole process that, uh, for how that works. And, and I, and I was able to get that done, which is pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> so really quickly, like kind of a summary of how it works is, um, I have this cron job that every couple minutes and, and I'm kind of, I'm still kind of playing around with like how often is makes sense. Oh, yeah. Um, right now I have it going every minute and <clears throat> it first checks the source github repo um so i'm using the github api and it's checking okay has there been a new commit since last checking um because you know so i have this source repo that's that's the base code for every site that potion makes and so i can just update that you know to make changes fixes or whatever and then this will then see those changes and then it will basically decide okay every site needs (laughs) deployed again yeah yeah (laughs) Um, and so then it, if, if that's the case, it will then re-grab all of the GitHub source files. Um, and so then the next step is it checks, um, all the notion pages for a, a particular site. And then it creates a hash out of that, um, using a hashing function. Um, and then the third part is checking the potion data for that site like did they add any styles or things like that did they change that and that also gets added to the hash so then i basically end up with this single hash for each site that basically shows the content contents of that site and if that changes i know i need to do a new deployment um so that's kind of how that works which was pretty cool um pretty fun to make actually (laughs) and to see that actually work (laughs) (laughs) um it's a good it's a good idea i think yeah so yeah then it actually does the point the deployment and i'm i'm doing the deployments through versal um and they they really have a nice api i'm really starting to like versal a lot um and so then it will do the deployment uh there so the the one part of it i'm still kind of playing around with um and just like kind of making sure that it's working well is Versal has like limitations on how many deployments will actually be going on at once. Oh. Cause then it will queue any extra deployments. Um, and by default with an, a normal plan, you can just have one deployment going uh, at a time, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> which is not, not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, cause what would happen then which is very interesting is why I'm playing around with the timing and stuff is if you're just editing your notion document, you know, you're, you're adding pages, whatever for like multiple minutes, you'll just start to create a backlog of deployments that need to be made every minute. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> makes sense. Um, <laughs> and so I think there's some ways I can make this better. Like, like, like have ways of like checking, like, okay, do you already have like, I mean, maybe it's just a limit. I, I can just limit like, okay, if you already have three 
things in the queue or things that are being deployed for your one site, like one, I could like cancel your old ones if I wanted to, or I could like just say like, okay, I think you're working on something. We don't need to, like, I don't need it to deploy maybe to like right away or something. Um, it's like, there's maybe ways I could optimize it that way. Or like, I'm like, I think I could at this point, um, coming to kind of my second update that I've, I've done. Uh, so I guess I'll just have to go into that. Um, so I made it so that when you, so it deploys the site statically, but then when you go back to the site and like reload, it will then also grab the latest data for that page. Oh yeah. That's cool. Um, and kind of show that instantly. Um, or it's really cool if you just like jump back, like go to some other app and then come back to the browser. It also revalidates at that point too. Um, so to the user, like it, it looks pretty like it's like it, like you might see a flash, like a second, like if you change a lot of content or something, like you might see a second of, oh, it's the old stuff and then it will update and be the new stuff. <clears throat> um, and so like at that point, it's like really the, the static site is for, um, you know, obviously making it that a little bit faster, but also for like SEO and things like that. And so it's like, does that really need to be updated that often? Um, like maybe if I have that cron job, just go on every like 10 minutes or something like that, <clears throat> where it's just making sure your, your site is the, up to date, at least that uh, much for SEO and things like that. Um, but then I don't have as many deployments having to go on at the time. <clears throat> I don't know. Hmm. Do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> I, I was just checking out the Vercel, Versal, Versal, however that's called, uh, th their yeah, side. I, I was looking at the pricing, because I think they charge like it gets 50, expensive. Yeah, I think it's like fifty <laughs> bucks per concurrent build then, right? And that's like that's a yeah. lot of you. Let, let's let's just imagine you had like ten customers editing at the same time. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> With like five hundred bucks <laughs> just to concurrently. Uh, <laughs> render that pages. right that's crazy. and um that's where i think <clears throat> okay well there's lots of ways i could go into this um <laughs> there i so i i also then started to think like man should i even be so i was looking at pricing i was like man should i even be using versal like <clears throat> one it does make a lot of things nicer um on the other hand i was thinking okay so it is expensive um i could definitely make that cheaper if I did that all on my own servers, um, which I think, you know, I, maybe that's a long-term thing. Like maybe eventually I do, I get there, but I was also thinking like that would probably be pretty expensive for my own servers to be running builds all the time. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Like, I'm, I was guessing that could be expensive. Yeah, I was, just, I was I mean, thinking about that to be honest, because like with uh with playgroup or whenever i need to have like different worker queues like working at the same time laravel handles that for me but i could literally just put them on a separate server like five bucks a month and have like eight concurrent jobs running there without a problem or like maybe pro probably even more than eight like i don't i don't even <laughs> ever need more than eight but that's like really low price and if you, yeah yeah like if you could could just uh put the building step of the sites uh, on, on a separate server and then still deploy to Vercel. That would be pretty cool, right? Is that like, is that possible? Um, I don't think that's possible. Ah. Um, yeah, <laughs> Vercel does all the, well, actually, uh, I mean, maybe it's possible in a way, like if I basically just build it to dumb like HTML 
and CSS, like I'd still have basically at that point, I think it would just be uploading the files to Versal. Like I think, yeah, I think it could do that. It, it wouldn't have to do any building then. And it would probably just be a lot faster to do the tech, like deployments technically to Versal. Yeah, they, yeah. I think they would still call it a deployment, but really it'd probably be like, 10 seconds of just uploading files. Yeah, and you still benefit from their edge network. That means people get served from wherever they are, right? So that that's still a benefit right, right. there. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, I think doing something like that would make sense eventually. Um, I guess, yeah, right now, like I'm really enjoying the benefits of Versal where they are really doing a lot of that stuff for me. And I, and I think it's nice for me not to have to think about those details yet so that I can just get it out there and get it working. Um, I mean, yeah, so I makes, was thinking like, sense. like if I, 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 I make it so that you don't have as many deployments going on at once, like maybe it's going every 10 minutes or something like that. <clears throat> and then on top of that, like, like maybe I just get two more concurrent builds once I, I get more people in. Um, so then it would be, that would be like a hundred and twenty bucks a month for, for that, uh, <laughs> for that stuff um Phew. so yeah that's a lot <laughs> i mean it's a little expensive but <clears throat> to me i think that's worth it to kind of kick that problem down the road <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean for the for um, the like starting out that's i think that's a good idea to to go down that road um and you can always like later decide to just uh you know put the building steps on different server or whatever no need to do that right yeah. away and you you do have a lot of benefits from using that platform it's a it's a good product <laughs> yeah yeah so that was kind of a lot of what i was figuring out which was fun uh it's definitely some 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 problems some challenges there um but i was really happy with the results too like the the potion websites are just really fast now um as they're statically generated and it's like a really nice experience for people editing their sites because they they just make a change <clears throat> go back to their site and it's like boom it's there yeah that's um, cool so that's so that was really cool to kind of make to get that working um uh so yeah that was like really the biggest project i was working on <clears throat> um and i was i i you know i had some people in the door um using potion early access um but i i, I wanted to wait before i had like after i had that built to then add some more people um so once i got that finished I, that's what I then did. So I've now emailed, <clears throat> so my, my wait list has now grown to like 58 people. Um, so I'm pretty, pretty good with that. And, uh, I've now emailed probably about half of them. Um, and just like asked them like, Hey, you want to get started using early <laughs> access and a good amount have, have come from that. And well, there, there's, there's, this is the other problem. I, <laughs> I'm losing track of all these things. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. So all I know, so if I go into my database, like I can see, uh, there's been 28 potion accounts created. So 28 people have like at least started, uh, and gotten in there. Not all of those. I don't think have created their first site yet. <clears throat> um, but then on top of that, like I have, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 people that are like said, like, like I've given them the, the account info or, or their early access code to jump in and they just haven't yet. And, and, or maybe they said like, Hey, give me a couple weeks. Like I'll, I'll then get to this or something like that. Um, so there's a good amount of people. I just don't know how, <laughs> how many, yep. um, 
<laughs> and, and that's one of the things I want to do probably in the next couple of weeks is like basically automate that whole process so that yeah. like one, I can track it. Um, but two, I don't have to spend as much time like going back and forth between people and stuff. Um, but it, it's, it's good right now just cause I'm, I'm, I'm seeing people come in and kind of feeling the traction or feeling what that feels like, uh, which has been good. <laughs> um, it, it just reminds me like when, like last year when I had the same problem basically with playgroup, maybe you remember, I was like, there are so many open threads. I don't even know how to, <laughs> yeah. how to handle it anymore. Yeah, I would just say yeah. embrace the chaos. You will never, <laughs> you will never like have one single page where you track all of them. <laughs> it won't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I do have that actually in Notion. I have a database of of at least the people from my waitlist, but then I have people from Twitter, like Twitter DMs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's there's I've I've asked a couple times now on Twitter, like, hey, is there five people that wanna? try early access and then i'll get like a little flood of <clears throat> dms <laughs> from that um and then i'm like trying to track those too <laughs> so, yeah it's kind of it's kind of yeah, crazy it's so overwhelming I'm, yeah <laughs> yeah i'm looking forward to kind of building an automated system for that <clears throat> um but yeah so the, like the last kind of bigger I, so there's been some little bugs I've fixed throughout that process, um, which has been good jumping on those as, as people see them. Um, but kind of the last bigger thing I was working on was also automating the payment stuff. Um, Cause I think we talked about last time uh, how I have it set up now is uh, I can, I just use Stripe invoices where you can send an email, um, but it's not, you can't do subscription based so it's not gonna rehappen so I'll, I'll set up like a reminder in slack like hey get back with this person because yeah. after six months his uh he's gonna have to pay again or whatever um <clears throat> but i mean that hasn't really been a problem yet because so i i just have two paying customers right now um that are using it so that's what i did for them but i i wanted to set up like the actual system in stripe so i started that <clears throat> And that's pretty about done. Um, they can go through the whole onboarding flow with setting up their credit card and stuff. Um, the last thing I need to do with that is is just use Stripe's hosted page for <clears throat> um, basically being able to update their billing and stuff and, and being able to do that from the dashboard. So that's kind of the last part I need to do to that and then I'll, I'll deploy that. Um, so that's good because uh, that will definitely take away some of the manual stuff I was doing. <clears throat> Yeah, um, yeah, sounds like it sounds like a bunch of boilerplate still, but once that's in place, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So really, the plan is to <clears throat> kind of finish up uh, that stripe piece um, as I'm also like getting some more people in the door, um, and like I I feel like the product's at a point now where it's like I really need to like get some people using this like I don't want to go too long to just like keep building it like obviously there's a lot of things I can still do and 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 I have a lot of plans for things that I can add and whatnot um, but like I feel like I just can't go down that road too too long before like trying to get in some users getting some paying users and really figuring out kind of like the marketing side of things Oh, also, I don't really even have a full website yet, so I <laughs> I need to do that. Um, but so those are kind of the next things that I'm gonna focus on to try to push the the bar a little higher and 
<clears throat> get some people actually using it and hopefully paying for it. So yeah, it would be good to get that feedback from, from more people. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much me. Um, <clears throat> How's it going over there? So I gotta I gotta jump back a little bit before before we dive before we dive in because oh, okay, I'm afraid okay. I might forget. But you know those those concurrent builds um, or like having that queue. Maybe what you could do as a, as a starting point is also like I don't know if that's possible. If you can check how many jobs there are in the queue at at any point, you can also like just display to the user that updating the site will take a little longer. Like just mm. just let them know if if you have an easy way to find that out. Yeah, so I definitely have a way to find that out. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I could definitely do that. And really, the so really the other problem is really the, the there's no way for me to kind of put a a job a deployment in front of the other like give one priority. Oh, I don't yeah. think there's a way to do that. Which that could definitely become a problem because. The, the ones that really need priority are new users, like new sites, because they haven't deployed at least even yeah. once. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> they need to get their site out there um, fast. So, yeah, if there's a way to do that, that would be better. Um, but, yeah, I, I think a lot of this deployment stuff, like, okay, I pay a little bit more money, but I think I won't really come into too many big issues with it until I have like you know a lot of users yeah. um, so I'm at least I'm at least a little bit of ways I think from some of those problems um, which is which is good yeah yeah that's true I just wanted to you know so I don't forget <laughs> <laughs> oh no no that's yeah I, I definitely like uh, the the feedback um so yeah for me it's been slow and steady really um, so still not really moving as fast as I wanted to at this point but um, I did work a lot on the on the marketing page. Um, all almost done, but I'm once again just like last year around that time probably <laughs> um, stuck with writing some copy, and it's still not my favorite thing. <laughs> I hear there's this new thing you can use called Copy AI, where they just do it all for you. Oh yeah, <laughs> actually, I I did try something like that. Did you hear of Headline? It it is the same thing. Like they they generate oh, headlines for you, and you can actually try to to generate blog posts out of it. And I played around with it a little bit. Like I paid for it for a month just to see. You know, like I, I didn't really believe like like how how good can it be, right? So I was like feeding yeah, it these, some info. These robots can't beat us around. Yeah, but <laughs> honestly, I was surprised. It wasn't that bad. Honestly, it wasn't that bad. Um, so you gotta basically you gotta have like a little bit written down, I would say. But then if you just yeah. feed that in, it will give you like you know like similar paragraphs and similar wording. Wait, so it it will actually like write a whole blog post for you, more or less? Yeah, it will basically guide you through writing one. Like you <laughs> you just give it like the first I don't know like three hundred uh, characters or whatever, like an, an, a short introduction. Then we'll write like the next paragraph for you and you get to pick like out of the, I don't know, like there are like 10 paragraphs that it generates for you. And you can just pick one of those, which will be basically the starting point of the entire blog um, entry. Mm -hmm. And then you basically like you fill in some more and then you you click generate again and we can basically just, you know, like pick pick up where you left the, <laughs> the sentence and just generate more. Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty good i mean it's that's pretty crazy yeah. like, i was i was positively surprised so <laughs> yeah 
I mean, obviously, uh, at least in our circles, you've probably heard about Copy AI because he's, yeah. he's doing pretty well on Twitter and building in public and stuff. And um, <clears throat> I, I haven't tried it yet, but I, I plan to once I start on my uh, landing page. And man, we're going to live in a crazy world here in the few years. Like, you're just going to be like, okay, uh, I'm reading this, but did an AI write this or did a human, like, who knows? And, and <laughs> like what you're talking about, like, I think that's pretty cool where it's like, there's going to be a period of kind of like, <clears throat> kind of like an in-between where it's like AI kind of helps you write, but then you're kind of finishing it off and yeah, like making yeah. sure it's good and stuff. And it's kind of like, it's, it's helping you do it faster. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And like, it's happening. It's like, this isn't, this isn't Star Wars uh, theories and, and Star Trek theories anymore. This is like, this is going to be real life for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty good at that actually. Like I try to find like a subline with it. Like if I, if I have like my headline on the, on the marketing page, but I'm looking for like a subline, whatever, or like a little paragraph to put below that. Um, it was pretty good at that actually like it it spit out like 10 different ideas and i was like huh that one sounds pretty good and then just like change a, change a few words and yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice but cool. I, yeah i mean you you still have to have like the general idea what you want to get out of it i guess and a, a lot of what it generates is also junk yeah <laughs> like you, you couldn't use that but <laughs> yeah. but yeah like it it's got some games in there for sure um so yeah, I, I did use that a little bit for, for the landing page for sure. Um, but I also want to do, so I've settled on on three modules that I want to start out with besides the general uh, event and automation things and the, the audience insights, which you will always get because that's what's always tracked, right? And you need the events to trigger any module really. <laughs> um, so I decided to go with, uh, forms announcements and personalization so you get um personalizations basically is you integrate a custom tag on your site and it can uh, be replaced with something you set up in in the true fans backend and you can basically use all the traits of a of customer that you have tracked so it could basically replace hey noah or hey hey there with hey noah because i have tracked your name before mm. Um, yeah. and, and then the notifications are just overlays and small nudges, those, those toast notifications, but they also can use other traits. So you can set them up beforehand and that's trigger them with an event. And then you can in the overlay be as personal as you want to be. Like you can use all the traits that you've tracked before, which is wow, kind of cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And the third one, I initially didn't really want to do that. So I started out with, with calling it waitlist and be, because I wanted to use it for the, for the marketing page, <laughs> but then decided to rewrite that into like a whole forms feature where you can basically have more than just the, the waitlist form. Um, yeah, it took me, <laughs> took me a little bit too long to be honest, but yeah, you, you now get to uh, create multiple forms. Um, and everything that you put inside those forms is then automatically tracked as a trait. So then you can reuse that in like the personalization and the <laughs> yeah. notifications. So this is, this is the user creating a form like, or filling out this form or. Yeah. So my user, basically, let's say you're a customer of true fans, you would create yeah. the form, right. And then you would just embed it in your, in your site. Okay. Yeah, and then yeah. you, your users would fill it out. And that will automatically, whatever they fill in, like if they fill in their name, then that's automatically transferred as, as a trait and you can then use it 
um like in the personalization yeah yeah and then and i'm there, guessing like eventually you'd be able to kind of export that out to like some other uh app or system or whatever yeah yeah you, you ideally you can just export all of it like all your um all your users and other traits in like a csv file probably gonna do that pretty quickly because it's interesting to be able to grab the email address and whatnot <laughs> yeah i it makes me wonder like what's the right like way to do the personalization like and showing it to back to the user like is it will people find it weird to be like hey uh hey ben i see you're here again you know <laughs> like what's the best way to like like change your copy and stuff based on these personalized like data points without yeah. it becoming like a weird thing or oh, yeah. like making it helpful yeah there's a lot to that actually also because it it's affected by gdpr because it's collecting personal data <laughs> um but also the way you use it is is probably important here if i i think if users have to log in anyway like if if you're running a SaaS and the personalization is happening behind closed doors like you're already logged in then it's mm -hmm. not so not so weird, I would say, because you you basically just gave it to the site anyway, right? Um, right. But you, as the as the coder of that SaaS business, you don't have to, you know, like jump in and grab all the traits out of your um, of your database. You just set that up in TrueFans, and you're done with it. Um, so mm -hmm. in, in that case, it will... so it's it's more on. It's not gonna be like on a landing page. Yeah, at least like some of the personal traits. Yeah, that's what gets a little weird. I would say because because you could you could theoretically do that, right? Like if if folks fill in their form, um, and there is a personalization on that page, then the next time they visit, they will see the personalized part, right? Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, it I I don't know, like it's in how the users want to use that, I guess. Um, so it's possible. Yeah, yeah. But you probably want to be careful <laughs> uh, with doing that so it doesn't appear like super creepy and you just collected all the data and you're showing it back to them yeah having them realize that <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah that's that that's sense. also one of the implications i'm running into because it's it's literally collecting all the uh, p2 data right if if i grab uh, email addresses and whatnot i have to make sure where they are stored and everything so it's actually gpr compliant in a way and I probably need to educate myself a little bit more <laughs> um, if I can actually call it GDPR compliant in the end or if I need to fulfill anything else for it. Because I'm not, you know, like I'm not giving the data to a third party and the mm -hmm. servers will be located inside the EU. So that's like the biggest chunk of it all. <laughs> um, but there might be yeah. more to it that I actually need to fulfill. And you probably also need to put up that cookie banner then, like the consent yeah, thing. Yeah, the little, yeah, the little thingy. <laughs> I think there's no <laughs> way around that. Check. <laughs> yeah. Which sucks, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like there's, like this this product, True Fans, is starting to sound very powerful. Yeah. <laughs> there's if... just so many things it can do. So like, um, how have you thought about the, yeah, how you're going to position it and like come to market with it? Um, and why you answer that, I'm going to go, uh, get my charger cause my computer's about to die, but you just keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I was actually struggling with that, right? Like finding the, the right, um, positioning in a way, like just the, the, the basic assumption, um, to, to go with. And right now what I'm, what I'm assuming is that, 
all the modules I want to build kind of fall into that category of uh, customer communications. And I really don't want to specify it any further than that. Just call it customer communications. And then the personalization fits into that. The announcements fit, in, fit into that. And also every kind of feedback that you can gather from from the end users then is also customer communications. It's just the other way, right? Um, so it's not a one-way street. Um, and all the other modules I have planned, like grabbing social proof from, from folks, allowing them to give proper feedback, uh, creating a knowledge base, all kind of fall into that category of customer communications. And so the initial assumption now is that I just call it customer communications. Um, and yeah, yeah. It, it just lets you identify <laughs> visitors and automatically communicate like the right info at the right time. Yeah. If, I don't know, make makes sense for you or <laughs> <clears throat> No, that makes sense. Um, um I I feel like uh yeah, like that will probably be the main challenge of of this you know, this business or this kind of project is like marketing that in the right way that like gets people interested and and wanting to use it but like like i can see how like that would be really useful um and like i could see how there is probably like a a place for it like i was just like just this last week i was starting to look into like software for basically emailing based on events um oh yeah yeah. which is (laughs) you know that's like the kind of thing that basically every SaaS business needs, right? Like yeah. being able to send out emails based on where they're at and the onboarding flow and stuff like that. Like every SaaS does that. But like I was looking and, and there are a decent amount of options, but there was still like not something like I, I eventually did find something I'm pretty happy with, I think. But like I didn't find I it was it was hard to find like the perfect thing for I guess and, and maybe that's part of it find the perfect thing for like someone starting out like that doesn't want to put like spend a ton a ton onto it and i don't need something that complex <clears throat> um so just like there's so many different stages of a business where a, a, a different kind of product makes sense is, is kind of what i was thinking through when i was doing that yeah um <clears throat> and so like there there there, there has to be so much opportunity for even like event tools, like what, what you're yeah. building <clears throat> automated event tools where, you know, there's, there's some, there's, there's gaps where there's companies that they don't really have the, the, the right product made for them just because it's, it's made for someone else or someone bigger probably, or, you know, things like that. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's funny because if I think back, um, how how I started Playgroup, it also kind of applied to more sectors than just one, right? Like it could be used for teaching, uh, for community, for what I thought initially remote teams, right? And so yeah. now I'm I'm seeing the same thing again, to be honest, because there is a huge overlap in communicating um, as a SaaS business or as like an e-commerce uh, store or brand, because you also need social proof, like collect automatically collect social proof and show it. You can benefit from personalizations. You can grab feedback. <laughs> um, and I want to build like this reward tool, which, you know, like event-based collecting points in a way that you can then um, award to the people. And uh, yeah, live chat is also on the way. 
so all of those also apply wow. to yeah <laughs> all of those also apply to uh e-commerce right or even just small small like small shops yeah um, yeah or small wordpress sites with woocommerce installed who who are selling i don't know candles <laughs> whatever um yeah so yeah there's man there might you're be... you're just so ambitious i'm just getting like <laughs> wow this is this is a lot of stuff <laughs> I mean, but I think if, if you can pull that off, like that is, I, I think that really is something that could do really well because like, I was just listening to another podcast where they're talking about intercom and like that really is where intercom, why they're winning in that space is they do so many things and they kind of bundle it together. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's just so many SaaS tools out there. Like I, I really do think companies starting out and stuff like they they don't want to have to choose three different four different SaaS tools when they can just be like oh i'll just use this one um and it kind of makes things easier because it's all kind of together it it all flows and works together because it's built that way um it's like yeah i think if you can pull it off like the marketing of that will probably be difficult but i think i think there's definitely a lot of people that would be into that yeah especially um i mean uh all of those modules have like their own competitors, right? Which is kind of weird because (laughs) yeah, competing with like 25 (laughs) per module, so to say. Um, But it it gets interesting. I think if I can nail the, like nail down the right audience, like, you know, just like you said, maybe businesses has businesses just starting out or who are not that big yet and who might not even need all the features of the bigger competitors. And then mm-hmm, can actually mm-hmm. save good money with just the basics and just the right features in that single module or tool. Um, I think that's where you can then just like where you just multiply the value that people get out of it. And that would be yeah. like, that's the sweet spot I, I kind of need to reach. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what's, what's, I guess, kind of your thought of like, or your strategy for how you're going to kind of start getting users using it and like which modules um do you think you need to have to kind of start out with so i have um the forms announcements and personalizations done they they actually work (laughs) um and the audience insights are there and the event-based everything (laughs) you know like the heart and brain of it is also there so that's good um and that's what i want to put on the marketing page now and just collect some uh, emails from int- from folks who are interested in it. And my hope is that through the network I have right now, I can attract a couple folks who are like in the early stages um, mm-hmm. and who can benefit from those three modules right now. And who also see that, you know, like I'm adding value to what they are already using then over the next months. Um, and yeah, so, so basic idea is keep it closed or early access f- for probably a lot of time. <laughs> I don't know, like let's let's just assume three months or whatever, which I think is, is a bunch of time. Um, but in that time, if I if I manage to con- like if I manage to get three to five people actively using it and putting that embed code in their site um, and yeah, just just uh, back and forth with them over how it's going and what they would need uh, in the future, that would be pretty good. Um, because yeah. then, yeah, then I just get to talk to customers right away and they get they probably get a good deal out of it too. 
uh just because mm-hmm. you get those event based thing and you know like the traits that you can just just use right away already um hmm. so that's that's like the the general idea you know just put up the marketing page as soon as possible now talk to some folks get some emails and try to hook them up with the first version <laughs> yeah that sounds like a good plan yeah what's really holding me back right now again is writing copy for that marketing page (laughs) (laughs) i was also thinking if i should like because every module will have its own page and i was thinking if i should do like a little video on each module explaining what you can do with it because it is a lot (laughs) and even just like the notifications and being able to use those trades but you don't really know what's a trade and how do i get them uh might be might be worth doing a video on each module like just three minutes maybe a loom video like we always do and see how people like that (laughs) yeah i think that would go over pretty well um yeah seeing it in action i think would would help people understand its capabilities probably a lot more yeah yeah that's what i'm thinking (laughs) but yeah overall i just feel like i've kind of decided on a on a direction um and that also eliminated a bunch of modules that I had like as possible candidates to, to build. <laughs> um, but just calling it customer uh, communications platform or whatever <laughs> um, already makes it more clear what tools may actually make sense. And then hopefully- Personalized gets... customer communication. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then hopefully um when when talking to people see if they if they think the same <laughs> yeah sounds, in a way i'm confident because good. because i'm like my target audience in a way <laughs> yeah <clears throat> that's pretty exciting i'm i'm looking forward to seeing those videos and seeing uh what you built yep Maybe next week. Maybe it will be out next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll hold you to that. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you wanted to go through? Um, I think that's that's it for, for this week. Awesome. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And, um, yeah, if you, if you have any thoughts or feedback for us, definitely reach out on Twitter. We always like, like chatting with you guys. Um, Yeah, otherwise, we'll talk to you in another episode. See you next week. Bye.